At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm one of your hosts. I'm out in Vegas. Your other host is across America, out on the East Coast and Boston. One and only Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Tuesday, my man. We have Greg Hoops Peterson right. in the studio today, so really excited to pick his brain. To me, it's a big uh, college basketball night, obviously. A lot of interesting matchups, some fishy lines, some you know two-ranked teams take the favorite, <laughs> some dog-to-favorite line moves. So really excited to go through the card with Greg. A little bit of hockey, maybe we can fit that in. Small slate here, but a couple matches. We're just biding our time here, Pritch, until we get NBA back. But uh, I would say, real quick, we had a big conversation yesterday about Evan Neal, number one overall pick. Mm -hmm. He's thinking that, hey, that plus 175 might have been kind of high water mark here. And again, makes sense that they have a bunch of, with the Jaguars, offensive linemen that are going to be free agents. You want to protect Trevor Lawrence. A lot of mocks are are having Evan Neal number one overall. Well, Pritch, I just, you know, every day I, I check the numbers here. Points bet in DraftKings, Evan Neal down to plus 150. So yep. I don't know if that's betting across America with a little bit of steam in the draft prop market, uh, but I'll take it. I, again, plus 175 to me is going to be your best number if you think Neal goes one, which I do think he will go one. We did mention Neal, and you're right. Uh, we were talking about what that price was where you grabbed him, and then uh, Ben Wilson, our producer, informed us uh, about DraftKings. So another book uh, fallen suit with Neal now being a favorite, plus 150 there. Yeah, exactly, Pritch. And again, you know, I think when it comes to, we talk about this quite a bit, but I really love betting the NFL draft because it's this little thing where mm-hmm. if you get a little bit early on some of these numbers and you kind of map it out, and uh, of course, you know, we're going to have to look at odds movement. I love bookmarking like, hey, you know, today, what are we, February 22nd here. By the way, Pritch, all this stuff, 222, 22, like, okay, it's just a number. <laughs> I don't really, it doesn't mean anything to me. And when it was 222, it's like, oh, people are losing their minds. So anyway, 222, let's bookmark that. Let's see how these odds move moving forward. And really, what I get excited for is the matchups, you know, who will be drafted first, you know, Pickett or Matt Corral or your first running back selected or over under, you know, two and a half running backs in the first round. The big one is who goes one overall, but just get ready. This is just wetting your whistle, Pritch. We got way more as soon as these props uh, drop at more books. So this is just, again, tip of the iceberg, starting with the number one overall pick. Absolutely, uh, Josh. And great way to start right there. You mentioned Greg Hoops Peterson. He's going to be on the next segment, uh, break down some college basketball as we get closer and closer to conference tournament time. Uh, but some dates on NFL calendar to inform everybody about. The franchise tag window is open. Uh, I don't see any names yet, Josh. I'm probably going to uh, jockey for position there in terms of try to feel what the market could be. And certainly your salary cap of uh, each franchise, your salary cap uh, comes into play too. what they want to do with the future. Uh, but news and notes from the Vikings uh, is relevant here because the Vikings currently 66 to one, excuse me, 40 to one. Uh, to win the Super Bowl next year. So from a betting standpoint, uh, your thoughts on the Vikings, because they hire uh, O'Connell, the new head coach there. Uh, Wes Phillips is the new offensive coordinator. Now, Wes Phillips is the son of Wade Phillips, who is the son of Bum. Um, But Wade was my coach um, when I was in Denver. 
Uh, and it was interesting because here you got West, uh, his son, now the offense coordinator out there in Minnesota. Uh, and he's been a coach for a while. Actually, he was in Washington with one Kirk Cousins. So you're bringing this youthful enthusiasm over from the Rams, the pedigree too, because they just won a Super Bowl, into that locker room with the Vikings. And, and just get your thoughts on how you think this could play out with a new message, but yet a very, very talented roster out there in Minnesota. Yeah, so obviously you're in kind of this transition here with Minnesota. You went as far as you could go with Zimmer, a defensive-minded coach, and now you're kind of pivoting to a more offensive-minded team. Obviously, you play in a dome here. Kirk Cousins, a guy who gets you a ton of fantasy points when it comes to you know winning the big games and taking your team far in the playoffs. You know the jury is still out on that one, but I think this kind of speaks to uh, probably trying to keep Cousins and get the most out of him, and you having that connection here with Phillip. So there's a lot of you know rumors here. Is, will Cousins get dealt? You know you've heard rumors about the uh, the Washington Commanders maybe interested. Cousins. To me, this is a play almost like with the Aaron Rodgers play, where you bring in uh, Clements, the, his uh, former you know uh, offensive coordinator, to try to sweeten it, make him happy, kind of keep your star players uh, you know happy. Almost like in the NBA, Pritch, where you got to do anything to make your star players happy. To me, that's a play on let's get the most out of Cousins. And also, you know, if you turn the page to Kellen Mond, or you have to draft someone in the draft, we'll get to the you know first quarterback selected odds here in a little bit. That's really not a role that you want to go down if you want to be a competitive team. That's more of a rebuild. So it speaks to me that hey let's get the most out of cousins you have some familiarity and by the way Pritch this is a bet based on Aaron Rodgers we got we're doing this Aaron Rodgers soap opera again he just went on the Pat McAfee show there are rumors that you know and again he's on Instagram he puts out this post I hate having to you know sift through the uh all, all the you know craziness here Pritch he did a 14-day cleanse and he felt very uh, I guess quote-unquote uh grateful or had a lot of gratitude he's thanking his ex-girlfriend he found he his zen he found his he, zen uh Josh yeah, we'll call him Phil Jackson Jr. here, Pritch. Yeah, it just it makes no it makes no sense, Pritch. When you break up with someone, I know it's really nice to thank them, but that's kind of weird. I don't know what's going on there. He thanks his teammates, but you talk about the franchise tag. Is that a Devontae Adams play there to keep him here, to keep Aaron Rodgers, you know, happy for another year or two? To me, all your bets on the Vikings are contingent upon what happens with Rodgers. If he leaves the division, he retires, whatever that Instagram post means. I think it opens a door, obviously, for the Vikings. But if it's still Rodgers and Green Bay, to me, Vikings are going to play second fiddle to them. Well, I mean, it's a great point because the the Packers are 14-1 to 1, uh, right now. Uh, looking at the odds, I mentioned Minnesota 40-1 to 1 in terms of the, uh, the Super Bowl. Bears 66-1. to 1, And then, obviously, you got Detroit, the long shot. So, obviously, the dynamic changes within that division uh, if Aaron Rodgers does leave. Now, well, let's get to that Instagram post because <laughs> the timing of it, right? The timing of his Zen moment uh, when you consider the franchise tag window just opened, you know? And so if you're trying to be informative to anybody out there, then uh, maybe you do this on Instagram. I, I don't know a lot of players that would be reflective this way uh, and be public about it, to be honest with you. I, I think you try to uh, be reflective within your inner circle. And then if it leaks out, it leaks out. Right. But uh, I don't know if you do this and you plant it out there on Instagram uh, unless you have some meaning behind it. So uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that he dropped that on the same day that the franchise tag window uh, is now open. Because, you know, if you're Green Bay and, and you want some information or you want some indication, uh, here you go. Now, Devontae Adams does not want to be franchise tag. Uh, he wants to go on the open market, as he should, because he literally will break the bank once he becomes a free agent, if that happens, though. Uh, but it'd be interesting, though, Josh, to see what the Green Bay Packers now do uh, with that cryptic tweet or, or Instagram post, uh, as well as the fact that the franchise tag window is now open. 
You're totally right, Pritch. And again, Devonte Adams, another domino here to fall. You know, I did see some reports. You know, maybe the uh, the uh, the Raiders here in your neck of the woods, Pritch. Mm-hmm. You know, keeping Adams and you know teaming him up, obviously with his uh, his college quarterback there with with Carr. We saw obviously in year one what a big difference it was adding Chase to Burrow, who had familiarity. But again, you know, with it's just it's annoying to me as like a fan and a better that we have to sift through this cryptic stuff. Like, Rich, <laughs> how about you just keep your mouth shut and right. you announce to us what you're going to do? Like, why do we have to read every tea leaf? And oh, he 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 he, uh, you know, kind of put someone's handle in here. He left someone out. You know, last year we did the last dance. You know, Devonte Adams, Rogers post back and forth. I don't really know what it means, Pritch. Maybe he did this cleanse, and my fiance does the, does this stuff. She does like eating challenges and cleanses and all this. And I know you get a little little loopy when you don't eat and you're going through. That. So maybe he just had like a weird, like out of body experience. And uh, maybe that's, that's part of it, but who knows, Pritch, we're just gonna have to wait and see what Rogers decides to do. Well, the man did win uh, MVP back to back. Right. Uh, and he didn't even show up for training camp last year. This is how good he is. <laughs> uh, three years in a row of 13 wins home field advantage twice. Uh, I don't think there's any more challenges for him in green Bay. The challenges uh, will be the next location or retirement. It depends on what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. Uh, other news and notes, the Rams expected to hire Liam Cohen uh, to replace O'Connell. Look, we, we know the Rams, their coordinator situation, it really doesn't matter because McVay, if he stays, if he stays, is the offensive coordinator. He's a play caller, uh, and everything that they do offensively really does go through McVay that way. But Liam Cohen, here's another name that steps up uh, as the new OC out there with the Rams. I mean, do you think of the Rams differently? Like, I, I'm thinking of it as McVay, and that's why uh, it hasn't really changed my opinion on the Rams going into next season. I kind of have the same thought process, Pritch. So Cohen does have some familiarity. I was reading up on him. You know, he was with Kentucky, the OC there in college. But prior to that, he did spend some time with the Rams with McVay. So you have some of that familiarity. But it's almost like with Belichick or one of these big coaches, Pritch or McVay, uh, it's like, hey, your assistants are important, but we all know really who makes the decisions. And an offensive-minded guy like McVay, now he's going into year two with Stafford, having a lot of institutional knowledge, having just won the Super Bowl. So Cohen, it makes sense. But to me, it's, you know, McVay, and really he's the one the straw that stirs the drink, which by the way, Pritch, and we're up against it, but on talk radio in Boston, they're going crazy because the Patriots and Belichick, they won't name a defensive coordinator. They won't name an offensive coordinator. Belichick, I guess at 70 years old, is just going to do everything, Pritch. It's kind of maddening here. Well, isn't his son the defense coordinator? He was last year, I thought. So it's weird. Like his son apparently calls the plays, the guy with the weird facial expressions, uh, you know, Steve there or Brian or Steve, I, I get it mixed up. But then Gerard Mayo leads like, uh, you know, the defensive room, you know, when you're doing your X's and O's on the, you know, on the, on the chalkboard. So it's kind of convoluted here, but I think the point is if you're Belichick, if you're McVay, if you're one of these really good coaches, maybe your assistants aren't as important. If you're really the guy that kind of uh, has the thing going in your direction. Right. Right. So much to get to on the program, Josh, you mentioned Greg hoops, Peterson, he's going to come up on the program. The next segment, uh, some intriguing games uh, and college basketball uh, to break down with hoops. Uh, and then also we're going to get into some more draft talk because uh, we have odds on the NFL first quarterback selected. Uh, so I, we cannot wait to break down uh, those odds with you a little bit later on the program. Uh, hey, everybody, it's time to get into Betham Gym Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. Betham Gym is all your favorite wager options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. So, Josh, who do you think is the uh, 
who has the best conference in college basketball right now? Ooh, Big Ten, maybe? I'm not sure. We have to, we'll get Greg Hoop Peterson's take on All that. All right. One. The Big 12? SEC? SEC is not that yeah. deep, though. But yeah, we definitely That's will true. get uh, his opinion on that as well as the games on the schedule. Come up next right here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. Check out the podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops. Greg Hoops-Peterson will look at every major and some of the minor college basketball games on the upcoming schedule to find betting opportunities. Greg has an opinion on every single college hoops game of the season. And on his podcast, he provides his unique insights and looks for those games that have solid betting opportunities. Download Coast to Coast Hoops now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, you can catch up on every vcin show as well. Highly recommend Coast to Coast Hoops podcast with Greg Peterson, our next guest here on the program. Uh, spending across America, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. And we are going to bring on our next guest, uh, Greg Peterson, host of VEASAN's The Greg Peterson Experience Coast to Coast Hoops podcast host as well. Greg, how are you? Doing great. You know what? Just like you said in the read, it doesn't matter how big or small the game is because if you want to take the over and if you want to take St. Thomas on the money line, you've already got money in your pocket today. That's right. I heard you talking about that this morning too. Um, and great job on the podcast. Uh, I was, it was incredible. Uh, I do want to highlight Villanova though because I think they could be in a spot here, uh, Greg. Uh, you, you know, the game that they have on their schedule, certainly looking ahead maybe to Providence, maybe, maybe. But but Nova in a spot where, you know, it's one of those great teams, the pedigree there with their head coach as well, uh, but maybe injury concerns with uh, Gillespie. So how are you looking at this game uh, that they have coming up against UConn? I know that there's been injuries with Colin Gillespie along Justin Moore, but these guys have played through them. They've looked very solid with those injuries as well. So I'm not necessarily too concerned about it. Last time these two teams wound up playing, neither team failed to get to 75 points. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it was a very high-scoring game. It was 84 to 75 the first time around. I certainly think that we're going to get a low-scoring game. You've got a Villanova team that's in the bottom 25 in all of college basketball in terms of possession screen. UConn more of a mid-tempo team. UConn does a great job on the glass, but... The way that I look at this Villanova team, the way that Eric Dixon has been able to do a solid job of be able to help out in that aspect, I like Villanova in this spot. I'm taking them outright on the money line. I felt like they should have been more like a three-point favorite because UConn, as we know, you've got that pedigree like you mentioned. You sometimes fear a little bit of a look at spot, but I think that Jay Wright is too good of a coach to do that. And Villanova legitimately needs this game in order to be able to win the Big East. So I don't think that you're going to see this team sleepwalking and they're number one in the country when it comes to free throw shooting percentage, important in late game scenarios. 
Greg, it's great to talk to you. I'm really excited to break down a bunch of games with you. Let's go to the Big Ten, Michigan State and Iowa. This one caught my eye because we're seeing kind of a buy low spot with a line move towards Sparty here. You had Iowa open as high as a seven-point favorite at home. Uh, kind of a split ticket count, slightly leaning here. It looks like now toward Michigan State, but really the big money is moving this number toward the Spartans. Open seven, they're down to six. I even see a bunch of shops going down to five and a half. This would kind of be kind of that unranked road conference dog versus ranked opponent with a line move in, in their favor. It's also kind of a classic buy Buy low, sell high. I mean, you're probably going to get a desperate effort out of Michigan State. They're one and four their last five. Iowa could be a sell high play. They're four and one their last five. Michigan State is five and three on the road this year. They've won some big games on the road, cover some big names on big games on the road. What do you think, Greg? Grabbing the points with Michigan State, is that a worthwhile play today? I did why I'm taking the points with Michigan State myself. When it comes to the spot, I think that you can buy until it winds up hitting five. At five, then I think that's a little bit more of a roll of the dice because you've got an Iowa team that they just don't turn the ball over. They're really good on offense, top 10 in terms of points scored on a per possession basis, but Michigan State can bomb it themselves. They're in the top 10 in all of college basketball, three-point shooting percentage. Malik Hall, Ty Walker, they legitimately shoot over 50% from three-point range. Among qualifying players, they're both in the top 10 in all of college basketball in that aspect so I do think that you're going to find yourself being able to get a little bit of value here with Michigan State with Iowa they have been so good to the over this year and rightfully so I mean if I told you Iowa a good over team I don't think that anyone would necessarily be shocked by that I want to say my total 155 so I certainly do think that points are going to be a plenty in this spot but when it comes to Michigan State here at six even though you've lost a little bit of value I still think that it's a solid play until you wind up hitting really eight five Always great information uh, with Greg Peterson. He's on the program with us. Uh, follow him on Twitter at GUnit underscore 81. So, uh, Hoops, uh, I asked Josh a question in to break uh, the previous segment in terms of the best conference, but I, I want to focus on the Big 12 here because this is interesting to me. Uh, I, I want your opinion and, and your thoughts on how good this Texas Tech basketball team is. Uh, they had the end season sweep uh, over Baylor and Texas. Uh, and yet, here they lay in a big number in their game against OU. Now, is this a chance to maybe catch the points with OU, or is Texas Tech that good? Texas Tech is a phenomenal team. They've been able to do such a good job of being able to mix and match all season long, but they are a little bit short-handed. They've been dealing with injuries to Kevin McCullough. There's a chance that you might be able to go in this game. We wound up seeing this game more around a 10. I personally wound up taking double digits with Oklahoma. I set my line at 9.5, so this is pretty much where I made it. At 9.5, I would rather take the points rather than lay the points because Texas Tech, they shoot right around 70% at the free throw line. They're not a team that's going to necessarily go scorch earth on you on offense. What Texas Tech is, is a very solid defensive team. They do a good job of being able to force turnovers, and Oklahoma is a team that they turn the ball over 14 and a half times per game. You've got your concerns there. Also, a little bit of revenge spot. Last time these two teams played, Oklahoma wound up winning that game by kind of 70 to 55 a game. That was relatively close, and then Texas Tech just couldn't find the bottom of the basket the final eight or so minutes of the game. So I do think that Texas Tech is going to be hungry in this one, and Texas Tech I think that they're a legitimately solid team, but when it comes to their offense, still do have a couple question marks with it. They've been dealing with a lot of injuries, so I think that this might be a little bit too lofty. Once you wind up getting down to a nine or lower, be a buy point on Texas Tech, but when you're at nine and a half or higher, take a look at Oklahoma. 
Greg, let's go down to the swamp tonight. Big SEC matchup, Arkansas against Florida. This one is really fishy to me because Arkansas, great record, 21 and 6. They're the 18th team, 18th ranked team in the country. Meanwhile, Florida, 17 and 10, decent record, but unranked here. But here's the thing if Arkansas has the better record and is ranked, why did the line only open, you know, one and a half, one on the road and it stayed there? I'm looking at almost 90% of bets laying it with Arkansas, but it seems fishy that it was such a, a small number and it is trending down to a pick at some shops. What do you think here, Greg? You know, is this a play on Florida in a fishy number, or is it, hey, you know, maybe this is a spot where Arkansas at a good price is a worthwhile play? Now, this is really fascinating because you want, when you wind up seeing scenarios like this, the ranked team against the unranked home team, and the unranked home team is a slight favorite, a slight underdog. Typically, there's a whole boatload of value on that home team. Except when that team is Florida. I can't tell you how many times Florida has been in this scenario and they just don't come through. Now, they were able to do so against Auburn. Give them credit for that. But, I mean, it feels like like almost every team in college basketball, they always have value except for Florida. You even go back to earlier this year. You found a similar scenario with Alabama versus Florida. Alabama goes on the road. I think they've covered two games in SEC play this year. One of those was on the road against Florida. I have no idea what it is about this Florida team, but they are incapable of covering in this scenario. Arkansas is a team that's won 11 out of their last 12 games. Arkansas is a team that they don't necessarily shoot it well from three-point range, but they play very much up-tempo. They do a good job of being able for turnovers, Florida, they themselves have given up 14 and a half points fewer per 100 possessions basis at home rather than on the road. So they've actually been a team that has utilized our home court advantage. But in these scenarios, Florida just under Mike White, they haven't been able to come through. I'm willing to take Arkansas here. I made them a two point favorite. Also, did mind saying this total at 140 as well for DK Nation. Did a little bit of a write up on the total. I took it over. Muscleman out there at Arkansas doing a great job. So let's get to a place where he was previously. It's got in-state rivalry here, UNLV, Nevada, uh, UNR, uh, for those of us in the South here. Um, Greg, this game open as a pick. It's now been bet up. Uh, I'm seeing three uh, for Nevada laying it up there uh, in Reno. Uh, your thoughts on this matchup? I know Shearfield's coming back for UNR, but Bryce Hamilton for UNLV has been spectacular lately. And this is going to be a revenge spot as well. First time these two teams wound up playing for sure field was on the fold. Guy that's able to give you darn near 17 points, six assists, shoots in the mid-30s from three-point range. I think that that's going to be big. At a pick I absolutely love Nevada. Set my line at three and a half, so three is pretty much my maximum buy point on this one. We have okay. seen a big move when it comes to this game. I do think that Nevada going to be able to get it done because you do have that backcourt. You know, though, they have actually been a little bit of a better team on the road. Bryce Hamilton, who you mentioned, averaging 25 and a half points per game and shooting 46% from three on the road. Now, I take the approach that what comes up must come down because a lot of that is because he wound up having that scorched earth game against Colorado State in which I think he had 567 points and made 57 threes. I mean, he just could not miss on that <laughs> night, but I take a look at this spot. I do think that Nevada is going to be able to get their revenge, but it's getting up a little bit too high at this point. Okay. Greg, I'm with you on Nevada. I money line them. I love that move. And we also have our buddy, um, you know, Tim Murray, who I think is sweating with us tonight. So whole VEASAN crew is riding real quick. Uh, any thoughts on Oscar Shebway, the Wooden Award winner, the big man from Kentucky, 16 points a game, 15 boards a game. BetMGM sent us some numbers. He's plus 150 is the favorite. He's taking in 16% of bets, but almost 35% of the money. Greg, that looks like some big money on Shebway to me. What do you think? Is he the uh, Wooden Award winner? 
Right now, I have him as a favorite. I just don't think that there's a lot of value at south of $2. I do still think that guys like Johnny Davis are going to be able to hang around if Chad Holmgren could have a big run in conference play. That would be big. I think Oscar Shibway should be the favorite. I think it's gotten down a little bit too low with regards to the odds, though. Greg Peterson, he's absolutely the best when it comes to college basketball. Coast Coast Hoops podcast. Greg, thanks so much for your time. That was awesome. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you. Our pleasure as well. Come up next on the program. Before we get to that, though, Josh, I can't get a text on on the group play with Nevada. <laughs> you got to listen to the pod, friends. Okay. Just kidding. No, we're, we're going to talk about it in the D block. Yes, Here we, we will. Absolutely. Come up next, though. We got some quarterbacks to break down in this coming draft. The odds are out. This next. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your zen so head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you that's zyn.com slash find warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical welcome back to the show it's betting across america mike pritchard josh applebaum with you today so josh uh, our last segment we're going to get back to some college hoops uh, bone to pick with you, man. Uh, <laughs> the NFL draft, though, the NFL draft is coming up. Uh, and uh, you are following the mocks right now, and we have odds. So we had odds for the number one overall pick. How about odds for the first quarterback selected uh, in the upcoming draft? So Kenny Pickett is a favorite from Pitt at plus 110. Uh, Malik Willis is intriguing at plus 150 uh, as well. What do you think? So this is interesting to me, Pritch. And again, we know right off the bat, we do have Pickett as a plus 110 favorite here. Had a great year at Pittsburgh. Uh, Malik Willis is interesting because he's a guy that maybe is kind of the future of the NFL in terms of a guy who can really run and throw and kind of be that dual threat, almost that, you know, right-handed, uh, you know, Michael Vick type t- mm-hmm. type of player. So at plus 150, is there a team that kind of falls in love with his athleticism and maybe drafts him a little bit high? Uh, Howell is interesting to me too. I'm surprised that Howell is actually uh, a better odds here uh, favorite than Matt Corral because Corral obviously uh, maybe a bigger name player, you know, put up some interesting or some really, you know, impressive stats there at Ole Miss. But Corral has some injury, you know, worries here where is it like a Kyler Murray, kind of a slighter, smaller guy that deals with injuries. Uh, And again, he's, he can run as well, but does he get hurt? And does that hurt his game in general? Howell to me is kind of a wild card because he had a great, you know, year last year as a sophomore, you know, he stayed this year as a junior and kind of took a little bit of a step back. His completion percentage fell from 68% to 62%. His touchdowns fell 30 to 24. His interceptions went up seven to nine. So I'm looking at the, at the mocks and who needs picks, Pritch. Mm-hmm. Number one, you know, I would say, you know, I can't wait until we get props on this over under first round quarterbacks, two and a half three and a half, three, something like that. I think, you know, your your question where it gets interesting is uh, when you get to number 11 with Washington, you know, you go through number six, Carolina needs a quarterback, but are any of these quarterbacks rated high enough to go six? I don't think so. Atlanta, if you want to, you know, kind of build a life after Matt Ryan, number eight, Denver, we always talk about at number nine, but is that too high for these QBs? Like, do they not have a rating high enough, you know, to warrant a play within the top 10? 
to me, it's Washington at 11. Do they make a play for Willis or, you know, uh, you know, one of these quarterbacks here that could compete with Heineke. You also go number 18, the saints. That kind of makes sense with the saints with corral. You're in that same neck of the woods, you know, uh, Mississippi and new Orleans. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to have that, you know, good passing offense, uh, you know, kind of air raid there in the dome and then Pittsburgh at number 20. I think Pickett would really fit with them. Obviously, you know, he's from the area uh, and you did hear, you know, some support for Kyle, uh, for, for Mason Rudolph uh, that we, that we saw. So they're kind of, you know, with Pittsburgh, maybe just saying like being coy, like we don't need a quarterback. We can also go Rudolph. But to me, those are the teams, Pritch, Washington saints and Pittsburgh. Uh, I would say, you know, Pickett probably should be the favorite, but to me, the dark horse is Willis. This guy is super athletic. He lit it up there uh, at the, uh, at the senior bowl. Could he sneak in here at plus 150? To me, that's a worthwhile play. Well, it's interesting because the first quarterback selected uh, is a lot of what you just talked about. So, for instance, okay, which team uh, really has that need? Now, mocks, they go off of need, right? Uh, A lot of times, coaches and GMs, they want to draft the best player available. So, there's a number of names on this board that are, let's say, projects, and they need some work. So is that worthy of a first-round draft choice? Even if you have a need at quarterback, because you still have free agency, right, Josh? Uh, so, uh, you know, Kenny Pick is interesting to me because of, you know, he's a fifth-year senior. Malik Willis, he was at Auburn, and then he transfers. So he has that big school pedigree a little bit. How obviously, he's been a starter. He's younger, though. And then Matt Corral was a Heisman Trophy type of player for the majority of the season last year. So a lot of hype right there. Desmond Ritter, you know, 13-1, probably the long shot, you know, even though he's a four-year starter. Uh, it was at Cincinnati and Carson Strong. Now, you talk about a prototypical quarterback. Uh, he's an air raid guy, and we see the air raid influences in the National Football League, but he's often injured, too. So, uh, obviously, I mean, Kenny Pickett kind of stands out as a favorite, but I am intrigued by Willis, though, because of the fact that he was at Auburn before transferring, uh, and he's athletic. And so, if you are – you know, looking at a team uh, in the middle of the first round that could look for that type of quarterback, uh, that could be your guy right there, Willis. He could be. And again, you could kind of play a little bit of a, a tightrope here. And, you know, maybe you bet a little bit on Willis and Pickett, try to mm-hmm. shop around, get them both around plus 150, plus 120, any kind of plus money, and say, hey, if we can get one of the two, we could cash that bet. Now, if something crazy happens and it's Howell or, or Corral, then you're really in trouble there. But to me, it's between those two. Uh, also, Pritch, you know, Ritter, Strong, uh, Zappy, who actually lit it up there for Western Kentucky, his numbers were insane. Those are, to me, day two, uh, round two picks, maybe, you know, third round there for Zappy. And to your point with Kenny Pickett, you know, one thing that we heard leading up to last year's draft was all this, you know, great quarterback draft, which again, not, not nearly as good this year's crop as last year, but Mac Jones's name. And, you know, a lot of those rumors where, you know, uh, San Fran trades up to try to get, you know, we thought it was Mac Jones at the time. It ended up being Trey Lance, but we heard that Mac Jones was the most pro ready. I think Pickett kind of fits that model fifth year senior, a Mm -hmm. little bit older. His numbers got better every single year. He's the kind of guy that if you're looking to, you know, maybe start him early or be in that quarterback competition, he's probably going to be the closest game ready to the NFL. Whereas maybe Willis or some of these other guys could take a little bit longer. Whereas if you're like going to sit him behind a starter, maybe kind of that red shirt year and maybe look toward next year. If you're looking at some of these guys down the list, what do you make of the move of Ritter from 41 now down to 13 to one? Well, that's interesting. Tells you a lot of big money uh, came in in his favor. Maybe that line was just too high to begin with, but he does have, you know, big size. He really, you know, won a ton of games. He's kind of a winner type player. Uh, he's really not getting a lot of pub. I don't really, I highly doubt that he's going to go first in terms of this crop, 
But to me, if you're picking late first round, early second round, you need to take a flyer here from a winning program, really turn that whole program around. He can run, he can throw, he's got big size. He's a a player that Pritch, if he's still available, you know, early round two, I could see that being a pretty good value play. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the drafted order and how many picks, I mean, Philly is up and down the first (laughs) round. Uh, Who knows what they're going to do, right, in terms of trying to move up or move back even. Uh, And so you got other uh, teams that could be in the 20s or late 20s that might want to jump up and grab a quarterback too. So you mentioned the Saints. Uh, certainly they're going to be in the quarterback market because I think uh, they are in trouble with the salary cap. Like they can't go the free agent route with quarterback. I I know they paid a lot of money uh, to Taysom Hill, but I mean, you look at these quarterbacks on the board, uh, they could give Hill a run for his money out there as a starter. Uh, And then Pittsburgh is intriguing too, because there's a report out there. Pittsburgh wants to bring in a number of quarterbacks as much as as many as two quarterbacks. Now I don't know if that's free agent, uh, from that standpoint, or is that going to be through the draft? And so there, that that's where Will uh, Pickett really gets intriguing to me. But if they want to go athletic, Malik Willis is that guy. And again, he started his career or his time in school uh, with Auburn. You're exactly right, Pritch. And again, you said something really important when you're looking at these mocks and you know trying to figure out you know who's going to go to who and who needs this player and all this kind of stuff. To your point about the salary cap, teams that are up against it, you know, these quarterbacks on cheap rookie deals are really, really beneficial because mm-hmm. you can, you know, sit them, you can, you know, pay a, a small portion of the salary cap, uh, you know, in their in their favor and kind of, you know, take a longer term approach here. You know, Pittsburgh, one prop that I saw at a book was that Carson Wentz, if he gets dealt by Indy, Jim Irsay seems to be souring on him. I wonder why late in the year, <laughs> you know, really uh, kind of take that team look like they were primed for the playoffs. But does Carson Wentz get dealt? You know, it'd be kind of tough. You just gave up, you know, multiple picks there to get him but Carson Wentz if he goes to a next team the Steelers were listed as a favorite now it's not nothing overwhelming it wasn't you know minus 200 I think it was like plus 250 plus 350 but if you want to go veteran route and maybe pair him with uh, maybe a guy who's been in your system with Rudolph and you draft a guy that could make some sense to me Pritch but uh, let, let me put you on the spot what's the deal with Carson Strong I bet on a bunch of you know Wolfpack games is he the type of player moving forward Pritch that could be you know a guy we're not talking about that could end up being a good play I think he could be uh, I, I I love the way he throws the football. Uh, I love the fact that he's a pocket passer. Now he does have injuries to his knees uh, that might be concerning to some people, but you know that happens. I mean, Elway threw out his blew out his knee in high school, uh, and he played bone on bone his entire career. That guy couldn't barely walk at times, right? When I was in Denver, uh, but yet uh, you know it, it's the makeup of the individual. I think Carson Strong. Uh, has a live arm. He's accurate with the football, uh, and he's he's that type of quarterback. He's got that type of attitude that you want at that particular position. Now uh, he's got to go to the right team. I mean, that's that's obvious, right? I mean, that's for any quarterback uh, in this situation. Uh, but it's unique though because it's going to be a team maybe that doesn't need a quarterback right away, but yet can find themselves a guy that could be a starter for a long time after they develop him in the National Football League. Yeah, I think that's the play if you're looking at Strong, a guy that, you know, has a ton of upside. Mm-hmm. You know, is he going to be a great NFL quarterback? You know, the jury obviously is out on that. But what about the Denver Broncos, Pritch? They've been swinging and missing on a lot of QBs, bringing another big-arm quarterback. Strong yeah, I think I think the Broncos want to go the free agent route uh, or the trade route. <laughs> they they want some veteran quarterback if they can land one. Uh, that's, they could have they could have drafted Justin Fields uh, last year. They, they chose not to do that. Okay, we got to get to College Hoops and your podcast. is coming up next.
Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. All the action you need is at Bet Gym. Sign up using bonus code VSIN1000, and your first wager is risk free up to $1,000. Instantly get access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Plus, earn Bet MGM rewards points that you can redeem for room nights and dining at MGM Resorts nationwide. All you have to do is download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter a bonus code VSEN1000 to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, I love when we have Betting Across America news on Betting Across America. And so you have some sports betting news to update us on in a great state of uh, Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. So I don't know if we have any listeners in, listeners in Arkansas, but if you are listening, this is some great news here. Uh, the state of Arkansas today, the Joint Budget Committee approved the final rules for mobile betting. So Arkansas actually legalized betting back in 2018. You can only bet at three casinos in Arkansas, and you can only do it in person. So it's really you know brick and mortar retail. But now the news coming out is that they're going to go legal with online betting on March 4th. Great timing here, right in time for March Madness. Mm-hmm. So get an influx of of betting here uh, online and with. Arkansas, uh, 3 million people in terms of populations, the 34th uh, in America in terms of population. It's not a huge state, but it's really important because when we see online betting and you compare a lot of the brick and mortar numbers to the online numbers, online is obviously the most uh, popular, convenient, easiest, uh, and biggest way that generates the biggest handle in terms of betting. So uh, like just take New York, for example, they just went legal recently uh, and they've already gone over $2 billion in handle faster than any other, uh, any other state here by far. So, uh, in no way is Arkansas as big as New York, but the point is online betting, mobile betting, that's really the, the future of sports betting. And it's just great news that in Arkansas, pretty soon you won't be have to, you know, walk into a casino. Even though Pritch, I love going into the books, <laughs> right. sweating and you know, being there in person. Uh we can't all live in a casino. So now with mobile in Arkansas, this is fantastic news. Uh we're up over thirty states now with legal betting, and mobile really is the most convenient and best way to go. Absolutely. Great news, outstanding news right there for betters in the state of Arkansas. So the Mountain West Conference uh, some featured games in the conference uh, today, Josh. Uh, UNLV, UNR, that's a rivalry. Uh, it's uh, on the board here at South Point, minus two and a half for Nevada, minus 150 on the, on the money line. <laughs> so wait a minute. Now you had a, a play on this prior to the, the move because this opened as a pick What was the money line when you decided uh, to make this play here on Nevada? So I didn't get the greatest number, Pritch. I got a minus 140 here, okay. and I am in the doghouse because I didn't text my co-host here the play. <laughs> so uh, hopefully we can maybe uh, still get a you know get a money line play here and cash a bet and maybe make up for it, Pritch. So my apologies there. But what I like about this one is number one, Nevada's thir- 12 and 13 losing mm-hmm. record. UNLV is 16 and 11. So if this game opened at a pick, you know why is that number so short? Shouldn't UNLV, quote unquote, the better team, you know, be, be favored in this one? And even though it was a pick, now it's moved all the way up to minus two and a half, even inching toward three. So you have kind of that, you know, sharp move in Nevada's favor. Um, you have Ken Palm. He has them losing by one, but our buddy Greg Hoops, as he was on previously, he had a three and a half on this number. This is a revenge angle. You know, Nevada lost 69-58 back on February 1st. There's also an advantage shooting wise, 45% versus 43% for the field for Nevada. And there's also a player to keep 
keep an eye out for Warren Washington. This is a big contributor here for Nevada. He's been out a bit. He could be coming back. Maybe that's partly with the move, Pritch. So again, I money line Nevada. I'm willing to pay a little more juice because uh, I don't want to get a bad beat here where we're, you know, we're up four, meaningless three, you win by one or you're down one and you, you score there to win it by one. So I took the money line play here and Pritch, it's going to be a late night. This is an 11 o'clock yeah. game. So you're gonna have to check in on me here in the East coast. tonight. <laughs> no, it's a rivalry game too, though. Uh, and, and Kevin Kruger, I mean, he's got this team playing better. You know, to run a rebels. I mean, uh, the defensive effort has been outstanding. Bryce Hamilton, the best scorer in the conference too. Uh, but sure, what's sure, sure fields coming back though uh, for UNR, maybe a lift. It's a tough place to play up there though. Uh, in a rivalry situation. I, I'm not mad at you. I was just because your podcast <laughs> drops like right when I'm driving in so I can listen to a little bit of it. I can't get all of it. Right. And and, and so but if you knew you were going to feature this on your podcast, you can send a text. That's all I'm saying. I know. French, <laughs> I tell you what, I make mistakes all the time, but I'll never make the same mistake twice. So you get that. I got it right here. I'll say every day I'll send you like 25 <laughs> plays, man. I'm, 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 I'm a volume better over here. That sounds great. OK, speaking <laughs> of volume, we got Nova and UConn. Uh, we had hoops on earlier. Where are you going with this game? So I'm going to go Connecticut in this one, Pritch. A couple of things I like about this one. Number one, the line movement. You know, a lot of mm -hmm. these books open at a pick em or a minus one Connecticut, which is kind of fishy because if you look at UConn, they're ranked 21st. Villanova's ranked eighth. So why is the team with the worst ranking favored in this spot? That seems fishy to me. It's not just fishy with the opening line, but it's now the line move. Uh, even though it's, uh, you know, the relatively even bet split here where public doesn't know where to go. It's how do you not take, you know, a ranked team at home laying a short number with UConn, but also how do you not take Nova? And as you mentioned earlier, Pritch with a great pedigree, you know, with, with Jay, Wright, How yeah. do you not take him getting points as a dog? So it's somewhat split and it always jumps out to me when a ticket count is relatively even theoretically a line shouldn't move at all because the tickets are, are the same, but not all tickets are the same. You have bigger wagers, smaller wagers. It depends on the style of better that they're coming from. So it looks to me like these bigger wagers are going Yukon. So I'm money line Yukon in this spot. Um, two ranked teams take the favorite, very simple system, 57% against the spread this year, uh, rebounding. That's what I'm going to bank on Pritch 42 boards a game for the Huskies, only 35 for Nova. Also UConn 12 and two at home here. So I like this number. I like the fact that the worst ranked team is favored tells me that maybe this is a trap here, uh, trap game with, with Villanova. I'll go UConn at home. See if they can win this. Yeah. Thing. UConn uh, rebounding is at a premium for them. That's for sure. Uh, and then maybe Nova at this point just wants to be healthy. Uh, I think you don't want to risk anything. Uh, we'll see what happens. A big game against uh, Providence coming up, too. Uh, so maybe a scheduling spot right there in that matchup. Uh, okay, Josh Applebaum, mention your podcast again each and every day. You can catch Josh Applebaum uh, on his Market Insights podcast. It's stellar. I uh, highly recommend it. Uh, what other plays did you find on the schedule today? I appreciate it, Pritch. So, yeah, we hit on a couple of them. I'm on Nevada. Uh, I'm on Michigan State plus six. They're now at, I think, five and a half. Mm -hmm. Looks like they're trending down right now. But that a couple total, other you, ones. You mentioned that total to hoops as well, though. I mean, any interest in that total or is it too high? It's, uh, I yeah. mean, it, it is going over. It opened 152. It's up to 153 and a half. You know, Hoops is totally right. You know, mm -hmm. Iowa's been fantastic to the over this year. Right. Once Greg mentioned it, I looked it up. They're 18 and seven to the over. My only concern is Michigan State plays great defense. That's part of the reason why I like grabbing the points in this one. They only give up 66 points a game. So uh, a high total, typically high total, you know, 150 or more between conference opponents. I lean a little bit under. Okay. Uh, so this is a layoff for me, Pritch. And, and again, the fact that this line is going toward Michigan, I just feel, or Michigan State, I feel like I have you know, better edge on the spread than I do mm -hmm. there uh, with the total. But a um, couple just off the beaten path we can hit on. 
Yale Dartmouth. This is a six o'clock game, your early game here. Uh, I'm going to take a shot on Yale. This is a big uh, line move play. Yale open on the road, you know, one and a half, two point favorite. They've been bet up now to minus three. Uh, Yale's offense is much better than Dartmouth. 73 points a game versus 67, shooting 44% versus 41%. Uh, you also have a rebounding edge, 36 a game versus 33. And you do have Yale 9-2 and two in conference play uh, and only 4-7 and seven for Dartmouth here. So this is one of those plays that I'm not going to really outsmart myself. We have Yale 15-10 and 10 on the year. You have Dartmouth 7-15. and 15. If Dartmouth you know, beats me and, and covers or wins, then I'll tip my cap. But I'll, I'll go down swinging here with the better team with Yale. Then the other one, Pritch, Charleston. Charleston is on the road at Northeastern. This is really interesting. You look at this line movement, kind of dog to fave toward Charleston. Some of these books open Northeastern minus one at home. We've seen the line now flip to Charleston, laying one on the road. Uh, this is another don't overthink it play. I want to bet against Northeastern, Pritch. They're they're not far from me where I live in Boston mm -hmm. here, but they are god awful. They're one in 15 their last 16 games. Uh, you look at offensively, 77 a game for Charleston, only 65 for Northeastern. I don't think they have enough firepower to keep uh, to keep track here with Charleston. So I took a money line play around minus 115. Give me Charleston here to beat Northeastern. All right. And then over on the ice, uh, NHL, any plays for you uh, in hockey? Yeah, a couple hockey plays, Pritch. So, number one, I love sweating the Florida Panthers. Mm -hmm. I know this is a big number, Pritch, but this is a team that's really fun uh, to get behind. They can they score a ton. Uh, they're really deep. That their star lot, their star, uh, you know, players in their top line, really incredible with Barkov and Huberto. I like this play on Florida tonight. Uh, Nashville has been in a tough spot. This is another team I really like to bet, but Nashville has struggled here as of late, Pritch. You're looking back at uh, what they've done recently. They're only, I think they've lost four straight. They're only, they've lost nine of their last 14. Panthers are red hot. Big steam move toward Florida. They open around minus 190. They've been bet up to minus 220. If you look at these home favorites, 200 or more off a win. 85 and 24 this year, 78%. Another system I like home favorite off a win versus opponent off a loss. That's another match here. 112 and 49, 70%. It's gonna be the Panthers in that one. And then Pritch, I really need you on this one. I'm trying to dig myself out of that Nevada mishap. <laughs> Ducks fly together. Let's let's make a, a flying V. Let's go Anaheim Ducks tonight, Pritch. Good move. Minus 120 up to minus 150. Uh, they're getting gets laugh back. They're be one of their best players. And this has been a spot with uh, San Jose where they really struggled and lost six straight. Let's go Ducks. All right. Total five and a half instead of the usual six that we normally see with the ice uh, with hockey. Two stuff over, Pritch. What All do you right. think? Can we uh, get some goals? Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Let's 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 see it. Let's see it. Absolutely. I cannot wait to see that. Great job, uh, Josh. We'll see you tomorrow. Coming up next, The Edge, right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.